I started recording, so, so you want to do your nice fake laugh, so that it, it, it's all really natural sounding. Ready for the natural sounding laugh. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey. Oh, we're here. We Welcome are. to Sanity Check, a podcast devoted to staying informed and sane in the time of Trump. I'm Ben, and I'm joined tonight by Andrew. Hi. We are recording on the evening of Monday, March 8th, 2018. Today is day 412 of the Resistance. If you enjoy what you hear, you can subscribe at iTunes, at the Google Play Store, or at our website, sanitycheckpod.com. So we've got some uh, breaking news as we are uh, sitting down to record here. So apparently um, uh, Trump has announced that he's going to be meeting with uh, with his good buddy Kim Jong-un. He, if nothing else, um, is true to his aspirations, uh, Donald Trump, to be the next Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, who he uh, once fired on uh, Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> That's true, true, because he was jealous. And, and got into a Twitter war with because... Uh, Dennis Rodman claimed that Trump wanted to go along with him to North Korea, and Trump said that was crazy and no one should go to North Korea and um, talk to a madman in North Korea. And now finally he has his chance to uh, allow Kim Jong-un to talk to a madman in North Korea. It's true. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb, however, and say that this meeting is never going to take place. (laughs) Um, it's going to be, what, what are some of the other things that he promised to do, which he, which he didn't, he, he promised he was going to, um, definitely give an interview to Mueller under oath. Mm-hmm. That's obviously never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he promised there was going to be, uh, he was going to take away everyone's guns. Yep. Um, that didn't he, happen. Uh, massive infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, planning. Uh, right. That didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, building a wall. Building a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Saving um, coal. Yeah. Clean, beautiful coal. Bringing jobs back. That's right. Um, draining the swamp. <laughs> um, anyway, this, I, I think this is going to to fall in, into this category when it is impressed upon him, at least hopefully, by someone that he really can't do that do this i mean it's uh i mean it, it, like it, i don't think this is that complicated and thorny of an issue um it's clearly been one of if not the biggest foreign policy aspirations of north korea for the last several decades to get a u.s president to come to north korea or a neutral location anyway have a summit with the dictator of North Korea um, in order to be able to use that as propaganda um, that theoretically shows the dictator and the president um, operating on equal footing. Um, and it, it's like a long-standing policy of the United States that you don't a, negotiate with terrorists, right, which the North Koreans definitely are, yeah. um, and that you don't you don't reward bad actors in foreign policy. I mean, do, do you remember the outrage from Republicans when 
President Obama had the temerity to shake Raul Castro's hand at Nelson Mandela's funeral, mm-hmm. um, let alone normalize relations with Cuba. And no, no group has proven to be more consistent in their outrage uh, than the the grand <laughs> old party. So I mean, like the, the the Cubans are like little golden retriever puppies in comparison to the North Koreans, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to argue that Fidel Castro and company are, are like wonderful guys or anything, but um, they didn't I have mean, any nuclear weapons, and they didn't like. Well, I mean, the Kim family is—I mean, they are horrible despots <laughs> that do horrible things to their own you're family only, members. You're only good saying that because they uh, launched a mortar shell at one of their own family members. Well, they also—they cl- they claimed that they—they um, let he let his uncle be eaten by a pack of wild dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's believed that is not true, but he did claim it. Uh, but, <laughs> but he's also worked and starved millions of his own citizens to death. And I mean, it's just generally incredibly horrible and always kidnaps people. And is w- one of the biggest drug dealers in the world and human trafficking and sex slavery and, uh, I mean, all sorts of terrible things. I mean, there, there's absolutely no way that a U.S. president should be ta- talking to such a right. person. And th- there's a reason that a U.S. president has never met with or spoken with on the phone um, to to a leader of North Korea. I mean, the, Bill Clinton went to North Korea in the um, mid-90s um, as part of a conditional agreement to release some Western hostages that the North Koreans had, um, but he refused to meet with any high North Korean officials and uh, stayed on the plane. But he he did technically go and land there in an airplane. Um, and around the same time, uh, Madeleine Albright, when she was Secretary of State in the Clinton administration, did go to North Korea and meet with uh, Kim Jong-un's Father Kim Jong Il, uh, but that, I think that's the, the closest that we've had. So what I, what I'm not really sure about is what South Korea's role or or what they think about this. I know that um, President Moon is a little bit more uh, reconciliatory uh, than previous administrations. I am hardly an expert on the <laughs> Korean Peninsula and. Korean relations and so on. My common sense reading of the situation is that um, President Moon really doesn't want there to be a nuclear war. Understandably. Um, which I also, you know, I don't, I don't want there to be a nuclear war. I, I think we all don't want there to be a nuclear war, right? Um, and so um, if, if this is what it takes to um, move the needle in the direction of less chance of nuclear war, so be it from his point of view. Right. Um, He's not interested in whose button is bigger than whose other button. Right. Um, but that, I don't, I'm not saying this from any knowledge or wisdom. That's right. just my, yeah, you know, back of the envelope calculation. Yeah. And I mean, I guess this is still very new and I guess we'll just see. But I mean, it, it, it's it what is pretty clear to me, anyway, and again, this is not based on any special knowledge or 
intelligence. Um, but that that North Korea is totally playing Trump like a fool here. <laughs> I mean, it, they they do all these missile tests. Trump has all of this bombast, and then they they then they're like, oh, we'll stop we'll stop our missile tests if you if you just come visit. Um, you know, as I said, this has been a huge goal of theirs for years and years, and uh, we've refused. But is there anyone who won't fall for this ploy more than Trump? I mean, it appeals to his vanity so much. I mean, he then he can say, "Oh, big strong Trump brought North Korea to the table with his toughness and um, and did something that no president has ever done before." Well, he true. also he also totally does not care what anyone has or hasn't done in the past. It's like not interesting information to him. And if if the U.S. has like forever had some policy of doing something, he probably threw it out because he does not care well, it's, about it, any of that. It, it Plus, North Korea is going to need buildings, and uh, <laughs> just saying, you know. They do have one hotel. They have one hotel. It is almost as occupied as Trump's hotel in, uh, in uh, what, Uzbekistan? Yeah, well, many of them. There's one in Panama. I mean, um, I mean, I, I think this. It, it appears that this all came together in a matter of a couple of hours. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump accepted this invitation without speaking to a single foreign policy expert trump doesn't have any foreign policy experts well there are career except people for kushner in, right but, but there are career people in the state department who presumably know stuff about north korea that if he chose to he could talk to uh i'm not there i'm not saying they're in any positions of importance but i mean even even his own theoretical secretary of state rex tillerson said earlier in the week that you know uh any direct talk negotiations with North Korea, meaning talks between diplomats, not between Trump and Kim Jong-un, were not even in the picture because we were so far away from any sort of understanding. I mean, Mike Pence said something similar on Tuesday. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just like another example of Trump really being his own only and own advisor. Right. Um, and he doesn't know anything about anything. Which is why I don't think this is actually going to happen. Right. Because, um, I mean, there, there's just so many issues with it. Um, and I think that probably someone will be able to convince him that it makes him look really foolish to, to go do this. Um, and that's probably a good way to uh, get him to avoid doing it. But we'll we'll have to see. I'm sure that Fox News will be blaring, you know, Trump is the master negotiator. And <laughs> only Trump could have done this. Trump is so strong and powerful. Look at the size of his hands. Right. You know, and his um his base will eat it up. But to be continued. To be continued. In our um, four hour Trump yeah. goes to North Korea special. But I, you know, I mean, I hope I hope this decreases the chance that there's a nuclear war. At least. Indeed. 
Um, so, um, back to our regularly scheduled programming. I would say probably the biggest thing that happened since we last talked were the continued developments in the Mueller probe. Would you agree with that? I would, um, because they are not insignificant. They are, in Mueller, fact, I, I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of Bob Mueller. Oh, he, they, how, how they managed to allow the, the most competent person maybe on Earth uh, to have a chance at this role is beyond me. I don't think they had any idea. I think Rod Rosenstein just did it hmm. and announced it, and it was news it to everyone like else. It wasn't, like, outwardly objectionable. I mean, it, it had certainly been suggested that Mueller would be a, a good person to do this, but mm -hmm. I, I don't remember there being any advance warning. Right. Um, and we know that Trump is really mad at Jeff Sessions about it to this minute. <laughs> um, so do you want to cover the two really big happenings uh, over the last week? Uh... They, they kind of happened at the same time. Um, there was it was dueling um, stories from the Times and the Washington Post. Right. So one was that um, there was this meeting in the Seychelles uh, between um, what Eric Prince was there. Uh, was Manafort there? I believe um, it was. Um, it was Eric Prince on behalf of the Trump transition team. This happened in mm -hmm. January of 2017. Um, a uh, member of uh, the UAE royal family, um, who was kind of the facilitator, mm -hmm. and then a big Russian oligarch who was there on behalf of Putin. Um, and it was purportedly to set up a back channel between um, the incoming White House and uh, Putin. And uh, this and is something were, we had sort some... of known about, except not in like a really clear, yeah. admitted to way. Well, and everyone denied that that was what the reason for the meeting was. And Eric Prince testified in front of Congress that this was not something that was set up ahead of time, that he just happened to be in the Seychelles and he ran into these guys and... So they went and got a drink, and, you know, it was no biggie, and, and so on. Um, but the Times uh, reported that this guy, George Nader, um, who is a Lebanese-American businessman with um, uh, really strong ties in particular to the UAE, um, he helps helps lobby on, on their behalf, um, uh has been uh, cooperating, whatever that means, with the Mueller investigation and testified in front of the grand jury that, um, among other things, he was at the Seychelles meeting and it was totally set up ahead of time and it was totally uh, for the purpose of um, back-channeling and there may have been large sums of foreign money from the UAE involved, um, and Lord knows what else. So this Yikes. seems like a really big deal. Yeah. It gets a bunch more people under the, I mean, it brings Prince right back under the, well, Prince uh, may, under have, the lens. may have perjured himself in front of Congress. Yep. Um, 
we can't forget that he is the brother of Betsy DeVos, who was the Secretary of Education. That's right. Um, and apparently this meeting was set up um, using communication through Betsy DeVos's personal email server to get back to the whole <laughs> concept of email servers. Uh, her emails. Right, yeah. Lock her up. Uh, and... Uh, we've got another person who is now cooperating with Mueller, which means that Mueller must have this guy on on something. Uh, it gets into the whole question of um, foreign influence in American pol uh, policy in general. Um, I mean, there, there's been a lot of weird stuff going on in the Middle East during the Trump administration, um, particularly involving Qatar. Yeah, and I was going to say this, that that makes me think about um, what happened with Qatar. Like Saudi Arabia has like ganged up with a lot of other countries in the region um, to basically go to war with Qatar economically and somewhat militarily. And um, also Jared Kushner was there. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, this also now is the the second theoretical instance of an attempted back channel setup. There was also the um, the infamous one that uh, Jared Kushner tried to set up with uh, Sergei Kislyak, the mm -hmm. Russian ambassador, um, at the Russian embassy in Washington. I mean, it, which again begs the question: Why? Why does an incoming administration, forgetting about the inappropriateness of it, but why do they want to have a back channel? to Moscow, which cannot be monitored by U.S. intelligence services. Right. Like, it doesn't make right. any sense. Why, why, there's, there's literally only one possible thing that that could be for. Which, which is bad reasons. It's bad reasons. It's, it's treasonous bad reasons. Um, so, yeah, the, the, I think this is, this, is a, this is a pretty big deal. Uh, then... Um, about 20 minutes later, the Washington Post came out with a story um, saying that Mueller has learned, uh, directly in fact, that Trump has been questioning witnesses who have mm. spoken to Mueller. Right, about, about how, how it went and what they talked about. Right. Uh, the reason Mueller learned about it is because these witnesses went back to Mueller and told him. Um which I find interesting. I find I find it interesting that both that they went back and told him, and then they leaked out that they had done it, because it sort of indicates to me that they're less willing to protect Trump than they were earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not supposed to talk to witnesses who are witnessing being, in your own case like right. a case that is who are testifying that was at one time yeah. officially not about you but now totally 100 percent about you 100 percent, yeah um and particularly if you are in a large position of power mm -hmm. that makes it even even worse um there seems to be some debate among legal experts as to whether or not this rises to the crime of witness tampering um, or not, but it, it certainly seems like it could be a um, another 
nice chunk of evidence in an overall obstruction of justice case. Doesn't it? It really all... I mean, it's... It's just... It's just how he behaves. Like, none of... It's not... It's not that he's trying to do those things. It's just who he is, you know? uh, uh, Can you imagine being Trump's lawyer and trying to control him and, like, tell him, don't do that? Oh, my God. Like, who... Why, why, how, it's, like, why, why any legal representation of him hasn't gone the way of, uh, of Rick Gates's legal team, and well, just... So, some of them have, <laughs> a, a, yeah. a couple of them have quit. Because how could you? Like, you can't, it's like, you're, you're disbarred if you do, and you're disbarred if you don't, so... But, I mean, like, the feedback loops in this case are unbelievable, because yeah. you've got, so, Trump is being investigated for obstruction of justice. And so he now obstructed justice some more in an attempt to find out about how the investigation of his obstruction of justice is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the conversations that he had with one of the witnesses, who is the White House counsel, Don McGahn, who seems like a very incompetent lawyer, <laughs> um, was specifically about... Uh, Mueller asking McGahn about an incident where Trump ordered McGahn to fire Mueller. McGahn refused to do so and said he would quit if Trump insisted that he do that. And so Trump backed off. Um, so Mueller is asking McGahn about this like specific obstruction of justice mm-hmm. uh, issue with trump getting directly involved with him and then well it's a it's a double jeopardy thing you can't you can't arrest a guy for the same crime right it's like quadruple jeopardy i mean or (laughs) infinite jeopardy it's like i i it's it's like hurting my brain to to think about and then apparently they got into a new argument because trump was like i never told you to fire Mueller, and don mcgon was like no actually you did and Trump was like, "Oh well, if you say so, I don't remember it that way." I mean, it's it's like it's <laughs> well, if like I did, then it insanity. wasn't important, right? What's the what's the list of? Uh, I didn't do it, and if I did do it, uh, it wasn't it a big totally deal. Fine. And if it it would have been fine, and if it wasn't fine, it's not a big deal. And if it's not a if it is a big deal, it, then uh, it was like, a, it was a good idea, and I should have done it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, but it, it, it really also begs the question, if these two guys being Don McGon and, and Reince Priebus, the former chief of staff, um, went to Mueller and told him about this witness tampering that Trump directly engaged in, what are the chances that Trump hasn't done the same thing with other people? Zero. I mean, those are people right. that he... No, I mean zero. He has access. He he knows all these witnesses because they know him. Yeah. And I mean, there's almost a 100 percent chance that he's asked every single one of them. Yeah. I mean, the, even the, like, and Mueller's a very methodical guy, and and knows he doesn't need to like record every incidence of everything to get the charges that he needs to. Well, I don't. I also to, don't to think... get it all done. I just think it would be amazing to to learn to see the, the extent yeah. of what truly happened and how little of that actually even ends up 
uh, being reported in this investigation. Well, I, compared yeah, I, mean, I, I, I hope we get happened. as much of the details eventually as possible because the American public does deserve to. And because have the movie would defy belief, It'd it would be, a very be long incredible. Movie. Very long movie. I um, think uh, Tim and Eric should probably direct it. They're the only people I think could direct that movie. Uh, I mean, for all we know, Mueller knows about many more cases of this guy. I, I assume it wasn't Mueller's side that leaked any of this information. <laughs> um, so it's just, I mean, it's unbelievable. But it, it, it has taken away from a story that in, I feel like in the normal course of events, would be something that the media would just be gobbling up and... Mm-hmm going to town on which is uh the continued side president of president pays off stripper for silence porn, porn, porn star, star slash hooker yeah. i mean um yeah so so we i mean there have been more developments there I mean, do you want to do you, do you have a good handle on those uh i guess that uh stormy daniels the uh uh porn star slash hooker who uh like <laughs> allegedly had an affair with the president uh while he was a brand new dad yes uh and just married to melania um uh and had paid her uh, had had somehow managed to have his lawyer pay her his personal a whole bunch lawyer, of yeah. a whole bunch of hush money um in order for her silence, and then I guess a ten days before the election, ten days before the election, um, and I guess allegedly like not signed the the agreement, uh, and ju- which means he was essentially just bullying her into compliance. Like he- here's yeah. some money, you can't track it to me, but there is still I'm bullying you into this legal requirement of I mean, right. silence. Well, 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 I mean, to be clear, we're not lawyers. Um, yeah, right. So I, I don't know exactly how this stuff works. I mean, there was some sort of limited liability corporation that was set up that technically paid her the money. It, this is All this information has come out because she is now suing Trump. Right. Um, she is suing Trump because she's saying that the NDA that they had should be null and void because... Uh, he never signed it because Michael Cohen, his personal lawyer, has totally talked about its existence, which would seem to violate the non-disclosure agreement, since both parties have to not not disclose. Mm-hmm. Um, and consequently, she should be allowed to uh, give her story. And now she's also accusing Trump and the lawyer of um, bullying and uh, attempting to uh, intimidate her. As you as you mentioned, Trump didn't sign the document um there there was some sort of agreement to private arbitration if disagreements came about and now there's a claim that michael cohen trump's personal lawyer took it to private arbitration without even telling stormy daniels and got a temporary restraining order against her without her ever being notified which doesn't that doesn't seem like a good legal like enforceable thing um, yeah. but I mean, there's like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff here, like not even getting into just like the moral and ethical problems with cheating on your wife and paying 
$130,000 to a high-priced escort. While you run for it. president? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just imagine. I, it's, it's always fun to play the imagine if President Obama had done this game. Imagine if President anybody before this. Yeah. Imagine if Bush had done this. Yeah, you know, imagine if anyone. But yeah. it would have been the worst for Obama, though. Yes. Um, but then there's also the question of whether or not um, multiple laws have been broken here. Uh, because where did this $130,000 payoff come from? Um, did it come from Trump? Did it come from Trump's campaign funds, which would certainly be illegal? But, you know, even... Even if it didn't, even if it came from Trump or even weirdly from his personal lawyer, um, it could definitely be construed as a payment that was intended to um, manipulate and have an effect on the election, which would mean that it would count as a campaign contribution. It's way over the campaign contribution limit. It wasn't disclosed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it would violate campaign law, you know, up the wazoo. Um, and it brings up lots of lots more questions. Like, is the, is this the only woman that this has happened? I mean, there there there's claims that that Trump has paid off, you know, like dozens of women um, with similar NDAs, maybe who haven't brought it as far as Stormy Daniels has. Um, uh, one of the and then there's like weird. There was weird stu stuff in in the lawsuit um, alleging that Trump had demanded that she turn over like any physical evidence. So there's, there's questions. Are there text messages? Are there pictures? Are there videos? Well, she claimed to have a Clinton dress, I think with, right. uh, with uh, evidence. <laughs> right. And then she has to give like a list of people who knew of or had seen the evidence. Um, and it turned out today that one of those people is a fellow porn star who has also accused Trump of inappropriate behavior. Um, uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I feel like under normal circumstances, this would be a really big, huge scandal that would force a politician to resign. Right. I mean, it obviously doesn't seem like that's going to be the case here. But because there are so many scandals of actual governance going on at the yeah. same time, it, it's hard to even take this seriously. Like, uh, it's... It, it boggles the mind how much happens every week. Like, don't these people sleep? <laughs> they're just yeah. they're just out there doing terrible things and getting caught all the time. I mean, it it really is unbelievable. Um, I like there are there are so many honest livings to be had, and yet they can't even do one of those things. Well, I just I don't. It, it seems pretty clear that Trump didn't realize that he couldn't run the country the same way that he ran his business, which right. appears to be essentially as a really bad. I mean that both ethically and in terms of his quality at doing it. Um, well, like he did. Mafia he also didn't, He didn't even realize that a, a a normal business is so different from a family business. If he was yeah. if he was the CEO of something, uh, he, he would be have, fired many times over. He would be fired many times over. He would have stakeholders. He would have uh, board members who would just get him out of there. He would have a, like 
legally mandated transparency, which he doesn't have in a family business. You know, but we're supposed to have that in the U.S. government with uh, the other branches of government. Yes, and it seems like for now we still have at least a certain amount of it, which is acting in the way it was supposed to act by incriminating these people for the things that they are doing. So you're, you're referring exclusively to Bob Mueller in this case. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess so. Because it certainly isn't uh, Congress. I mean, the, the it, 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 I mean, we'll, we're, I think we're, we're getting towards the end of our, our time for this week. But it, it, it's amazing to me that, you know, with all the things that we've talked about today and certainly all the things that we've talked about on previous episodes, that this week a bunch of congressional Republicans finally drew a line in the sand over something. That's you know, right. And it wasn't about collusion with Russia, about <laughs> uh, corrupt financial ties to Russia, about, you know, all of the uh, the horrendous things that have happened. You know, it, it wasn't about um, the, uh, the chance of nuclear war with North Korea. It wasn't about these weird back channels. It wasn't about payoffs to high-priced escorts. No. It he was hit him about, in the pocketbook. Yes, it was about a tariff on steel and aluminum. That's right. Uh, Finally, Trump God forbid. decides he wants to deliver on the nationalism that he promised. Uh, the national protectionism that he no, promised in no, his No, of campaign. course, it's, it's a very stupid way to do it, but... <laughs> Uh, we maybe don't need to get into all of that today, but it, from what I understand, not being at all an economist myself, um, the only people that really benefit from these tariffs are U.S. steel and aluminum workers, and companies that really use a lot of American steel and aluminum, uh, and everyone else loses, and those big corporations are the people who pay off all the Republicans in Congress. Right. So, of course, so suddenly they're upset. And employ all the people in those people's districts. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of similar to his, his commitment to coal, where he's like, these emblematic 10,000 people are going to do well while everybody else pays for it and listens to me talk about it all the time but he's very good about talking about it all he the time. is he's good at talking all the time that is a that is a it is a talent it is a special talent to be able to just open your mouth and have sounds come out for long periods of time not everyone can do it no indeed no. um i mean the, I, i've got like a whole list of topics that in a normal world we could talk about for ages. Um, and, you know, I don't think that we're going to do that, but I, I would just like to list them. Yeah. Um, just to acknowledge that these are things that have happened. Um, we had the first like real major set of elections in the midterm cycle um, this past week, which were the, um, the statewide primaries in Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was some good news for Democrats in there, um, just in the sense that over a million Democrats came out and voted in these primaries, which is way more than yeah. any time in like the last 10 years. So, you know, there's some energy. 
Energy it, is good. We like energy. There were a lot more Republicans who voted still. It is Texas, but um, hopefully it augurs well nationally. Yep. Um, we had uh, the Russians, in all likelihood, assassinate one of their former double agents um, who was living in, or attempt to assassinate the guy's cling to life yeah. um, in the United Kingdom, um, which is really very brazen in a very similar way to the infamous polonium poisoning of uh, Litvinenko from a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, so it'll be very interesting there to see how Theresa May and the British government respond. Because, I mean, I feel like <laughs> you shouldn't really let it stand to have a foreign government come and assassinate people who you've given political safe haven to. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's kind um, of like but, an act but, of war. <laughs> but on the other hand... Like, what uh, are you going to do? Like, Theresa May and, and the British government um, have uh, Brexit to deal with, which has as just as many fingerprints of Russia as uh, the American election had. Uh, yeah, that is largely true. Um, we had a bizarre... Day earlier in the week when former and now disgruntled Trump aide Sam Nunberg went on every TV show on earth. Yes. May have been dr extremely drunk. Possibly. <laughs> while, while doing it. Um, he had a lot going on. And he just said a lot of things. He said a lot of things in, in no particular order. Yeah. I mean, I... We don't have time to get into it, but, uh, I mean, he he said he thought Trump had probably done bad things. He wasn't going to cooperate. He was going to cooperate. Definitely Roger Stone had nothing to do with it. Roger Definitely, Stone. absolutely don't look at Roger Stone. Right. Totally. I, I'd like to say, by the way, so Roger Stone claims that Mueller has not contacted him in any way and uh, has not asked him for any emails or an interview or any evidence or anything like that, that doesn't seem like a good thing for Roger Stone. No. No. I, I feel like if, um, if Mueller's not trying to interact with you in any way, it probably means you're a target. <laughs> so, um... Also, he's definitely <laughs> a target. Yeah. Uh, just to throw that out there. I mean, Stone is like, what, the, the main disruptive... GOP political operative of the last 60 years like well and and, <laughs> and totally like admitted collaborator with WikiLeaks which is a Russian intelligence group for yep. all intents and purposes um etc cetera, etc cetera. and then i think the final thing to mention is that the white house exodus continues um yeah as a result of the the tariffs aforementioned tariffs yeah. um Good old Gary Cohn. Glo good old globalist Gary Cohn. Ah, uh, yes, globalism. Um, it's, it's amazing how everyone in the White House and in the right-wing media talking about Gary Cohn refers to him as a globalist, which, of course, is code on that end of the spectrum for his being Jewish, um, uh, has, has resigned um, over his disagreement with this uh, tariff decision. Um, and, um, I don't think it speaks particularly well of Gary Cohn that he 
he stood by while Trump was okay with neo-Nazis in Charlottesville and... <laughs> but uh, this... But tariffs, This goes too far. It's too far. It's too far. So, it's again... <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Anyway. So, another week in uh, Trump's America. Uh, Lord only knows what what <laughs> the next week will what bring. What misadventures we'll have next week. I'm I'm going to predict that by this time next week, they'll have walked back in large part. The uh, Trump will meet with Kim Jong-un thing. It, they'll, they'll, they'll do some, you know, they're going to be all these conditions that Kim Jong-un would need to meet and so on. And it, it'll never actually happen. Uh, and so they'll I'm hide it sure. all. Isn't the, I, I read that the, um, the house uh the house investigation is drawing to a close so that may I, I all yeah I'm, I'm not sure there's ever really been a real house investigation with them no of course but, but they'll they'll release some more like bogus memos uh and that'll that'll take the news cycle and then they'll ne- we'll never hear about north korea again it's entirely possible i mean who, <laughs> with, with these jokers who knows uh I mean, you know, it's just exhausting. Um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll keep not so calm and carry on. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, thanks for listening to Sanity Check. Make sure to join us again next week. And if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe at iTunes, at the Google Play Store, or at sanitycheckpod.com. And in the meantime, keep resisting and persisting.